I've been known to work too much, uh, for sure. It usually just ends up in a confused state of not knowing what to work on. Hey friends, welcome back to the Black Diamond Podcast. This is your host, Eric Malzone. And this is the show where I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing entrepreneurs, founders, change makers, and people who are just creatively leading the way through innovation. And it's not only about successes and, and great stories, because you'll definitely get those, but it's also about the personal challenges and the vulnerability that we face along the way. So this show is brought to you by Level 5 Mentors, helping entrepreneurs and founders achieve the highest levels of freedom in five different categories, time, money, relationships, health, and purpose. And if you want to find out how you're doing in those five categories, we got you covered. We got a survey for that. Just go to level5mentors.com forward slash survey, and you can take the free entrepreneurial survey and see how you're doing in each category and see where you have room for improvement because, hey, we can always be improving. So welcome to the show. Let's get on to it. All right, we're back. Ken, my friend, good morning. How are you doing? Mr. Melzone, I am well, and you? I'm doing really well. And it is a fall feeling here in Montana. We got a little bit of smoke, but nothing too bad. Not like what uh, California has right now on August 25th, 2020. But it's, uh, it's nice, man. I love the fall. Just uh, that little tingling of cold air in the, in the, uh, in the mornings is, is nice. How are you doing? I'm good, but let's not say it's fall already. Uh, <laughs> I think I've just started to get summer going. Um, yeah, kind of a misty morning in British Columbia here in the mountains. Um, it's, I think it's meant to be or said to be a, a nice warm sunny day today. So I'll be out later afternoon stacking firewood. Right on, man. Getting ready for the fall. Um. I'm really excited about today's topic. It's something that's been on my mind for a while, and I think it's really uh, a differentiator in the way that we go through life and, and coach our clients as well. And both of us being from the fitness industry, uh, there's a term for it when it comes to training and uh, program design uh, in the fitness realm, and it's called minimal effective dose. And I'll give people a little bit of background and then how we're going to kind of parlay that into how that goes into business and minimal effective dose is what is essentially if you want to get a desired stimulus, uh, for those listening, like, uh, you know, you want to get stronger, you want to be able to do, uh, more on your bicep curl. And I use that example because it's commonly known. Um, what is the minimum of effective dose of work that'll get the desired result? And that's really it. You know, how many do, if, if you do, 10 sets of bicep curls, but you really only need to do five in order to get the same result. How do you find that, that balance? What is that, that desired amount where it's not overworking it, but you're still getting the result you want and moving forward into the next set and the next day. And that concept is something that I think has been touched on in a lot of different things. I think, uh, Tim Ferriss in the four hour work week kind of started it right. Um, decades ago. And then you, read a book like the one thing which you know is all about what's the one thing i can do today that'll make everything else easier or unnecessary and uh ken i know you strive for something like this whether it's conscious or subconsciously 
Um, so yeah, that, that's a topic I'd like to, to tackle today. What do you think? Yeah, great. I'm, I strive for it. I know you do as well. We ask our clients how they view the world of, of time management and effective dose. When you're a hard-driving entre- entrepreneur, or sometimes you can trick yourself into believing that you should use up all the time in all the days. And it, it's a bit insidious. It just begins to happen. And I know we were on a call with a group of clients last week, and I was frazzled. And everyone was like, what's going on? I'm like, I got out of sync. <laughs> I'm working too much. <laughs> I got to figure out a way to like pare it down because the more I work, the less effective I become. So, you know, I'm, I'm working really hard to get back to, you know, three and a half days a week and uh, the rest of my time using that time to rejuvenate my, my thoughts and my brain so that I can be effective again. Yeah. And it's, uh, you've, I know you strive for that balance. I know that we all fall out of it. And it's really easy. And I think there's a lot of people out there, you know, uh, in social media world and, and business coaches and entrepreneurs and so much of it is, you know, you got to hustle, you got to grind, right? Hustle and grind. And that's the way to success. And I think you can probably test this because I know you obviously have worked with a lot of, you know, high level entrepreneurs and executives at different companies, but where does that hustle and grind get you? Maybe sometimes it gets you to a certain level of financial or business success, but does it always get you to where you want to be? I mean, what do you, how do you feel about the hustle and grind mindset? Yeah, I, I, I don't believe in it. And, I, and I've witnessed it. I, I have a, a client, friend, a senior exec, about my age, so in his 50s, whose whole identity is wrapped up on how big his job is, how long of hours that it takes to do this job, um, how much travel is involved in it. And he hates it. <laughs> And yet his whole career is identified by it. Like I put in more hours than anyone. I show up earlier than and stay later than anyone because my job's that big. And I've worked really hard with him to get to a point where he starts to, he has started to realize that it, it doesn't have to be that way and that you can be a much more effective leader with less effort less time and it's interesting because he has always been someone with a bit of a imposter syndrome which legitimately comes from being over indexed or over you know there's there's too much work in front of you and too many hours in the day and as we have pared back his beliefs on time and reorganize them into less time, more work, the imposter syndrome is, is slipping away. So it's, it's an interesting thing that we can get ourselves convinced of. You know, one of the things that's, when I, when I contemplate on this particular topic is, you know, it's, 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 an, it's an ideal to strive for, right? Like how do you, how do you do your most effective work? How do you constantly elevate yourself to a level where you're, you know, almost always in your unique talent, right? In the zone where, where you're the most effective and uh, where it feels almost effortless. And I know 
a lot of business owners that we work with and entrepreneurs and founders is, you know, sometimes like, yeah, I just want to talk about the business side of things. You know, I just want to focus on my business. I don't want to maybe look at my life or the other aspects of who I am as a human, because that's, you know, this is, we're just going to focus on, focus on business. But if there's one thing that seems to be true to me over the years is that if you're an entrepreneur, you're a founder, your life and your business are often so closely intertwined that you can't really take them apart and you have to address the whole thing. And I hate this term because I come from the fitness and wellness realm, but holistically, you know, you have to look at the whole creature as a human being and see how you're doing because you can't just focus on the business because, you know, even I, you and I were just talking about, you know, how a personal matters directly affect the way you are in the day. And yeah. sometimes if that hustle and grind gets, gets cut loose and you're, you're just letting it take over, then everything in your life gets, gets put out of whack. And next thing you know, you're just not effective at your work anyway. Yeah. Well, when you make your whole life about work, other things start to fall away and become challenging. And then those challenges affect your work. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been known to work too much uh, for sure. It usually just ends up in a confused state of not knowing what to work on. One of the fav my favorite coined acronyms comes from a, a mentor of mine by the name of Brian Willis, who coined the phrase "win," and I think it's appropriate to use um, when when we're thinking about our business and and how to get stuff done, but not implode the rest of our life to get it done. And and the win stands for what is important now what's important now and if you ask yourself that the the amount of focus you get is is actually quite remarkable you think about all the things that have you've got in front of you and pare it down to what's important right now 90% of them fall away and you just you just work on the thing that's most important do you have a, an example of that maybe in your own experience or someone that you've worked with um, on the mentoring side of having them, getting them refocused on what's important now? Yeah, we, I, I, we have a client whose business is growing rapidly, um, has been for about eight months, and all of the plans have been put in place to create um, more scalability on the on the on the sales side of the business and the operation side because it, you know we've been so focused on building out can this thing scale has been sort of waiting not so patiently in the wings because things start to kind of show up and become troublesome and we had two what what's important right now questions one was how do we market going forward to take advantage of this scalability opportunity? So what's important now is who's going to head up marketing. So find that person, give them the ability to create the plan. And the second thing was we asked what's important now with regards to how the company operates. And we looked at all of, of how it was, currently constructed and we literally reorganized the entire company. We re reorganized how everyone was paid or would be paid. 
job descriptions, roles, responsibilities. We wrote the whole thing um, because we're that certain that this company is going to scale and that if it, if and when it does, if it, it will certainly break the organization. So we, you know, it, it was just getting everything in place. Um, and funnily enough, now everything sort of feels pretty calm and easy. Um, and this is a company that used, you know, is used to working in a lot of chaos. So calm and easy feels like they're not moving forward very much. Hmm. So what's important now is, is to be able to turn up the volume on the sales side of the business and drive more business so that it can return to that sense of, you know, chaotic activity. Um, so everyone feels like they're moving forward. They're moving forward. It's just a different kind. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, you know, I've noticed, you know, this being August, we here at level five mentors also, we made a conscious decision like, Hey, let's take a step back this month and, uh, kind of fill in the gaps of, of, you know, that we've experienced due to growth. And, uh, I have to say, you know, personally experiencing that it drives me nuts, right? <laughs> I'm a sales driven guy. I like seeing, I like new conversations. I like sending up new clients, but we realize, you know, bringing on a new member of the team that, Hey, we need to really take a step back and, and clean up what we're doing and get some, some things fixed, get some systems in place so that we can <clears throat> take that next leap forward. And it's, it's a hard thing to do, right? At least for me. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely not easy, but it's easy to see why you need to do it. Right. Um, and if, if you can answer, if it's important now, if it's the most important thing now, you have to do it. You have to do it. Um, and, you know, we've got, uh, you know, I think we do a good job. So we have a bunch of entrepreneurs, founders, coaches waiting in the wings for us to get our, our stuff together so that they can come and join us, um, which, is, which is super exciting. Um, so that, you know, that's why it's important. It, at the end of the day, you and I take great pleasure out of recognizing when someone has learned a lot of what we talk about, put it into practice, freed up enough time. Now they're like, hmm, this is really rewarding to have had this much time freed up for myself. I'd like to teach someone else to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> It's, um, I had a really great moment with a client yesterday, Vanessa, who, uh, we started out the call and she just said, first of all, I have to thank you. And I said, oh, well, you never have to thank me. You pay me. Um, <laughs> but I'll take it. Uh, and she said, because today I got to drive my son to the first day of school and I'm going to pick him up after this. I don't feel guilty. I didn't have to sneak out. I didn't have to get permission. I don't have to go back and work extra hours because I'm my own boss now. And uh, that was really cool. It was a really cool thing to hear um, and to see the results of, of this type of work because it, it, it's highly applicable. And uh, she's, she's learning how to take her natural hustle and grind mentality, taper it back a little bit, 
get support and then really enjoy her life. And I think that's ultimately one of the things that we really strive for. And, and maybe I guess you could say it's a differentiator uh, in the market. And, you know, I think you and I are resistant to using that term, but it's true. I think a lot of people understand that, hey, you know, here's Ken living up in British Columbia and here's, you know, Eric living in Montana and they're doing their lifestyles their way because that's, that's what's important to them. That's part of their values and the business side of things um, is there to complement that. And I, I think that's, that's a big thing too. So yeah, that was a really cool moment for me yesterday. So way to go, Vanessa, you're, you're crushing it. Well, way to go, Eric. And uh, I think if, our favorite author, Bob Berg, were, were to be on this call right now, he'd, he'd probably remind you that um, you've forgotten one of the tenets, um, <laughs> and that being receptivity. And when someone wants to say thank you, um, allow them the opportunity to do that because that's the return of value. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, so let's, let's extend on this because I think there, there's another component. So what is important now? right? Just to help people work through this. What is, what is important now? And then, you know, we have uh, our friend Eric Carlson was on the show um, early on, I think episode number two or three. And he approaches, you know, from him, someone who mentored him, right? That every problem can be solved with a who or a what. And when you take the time to kind of step back and think about your problems, and this is where um, I think most people go wrong is they don't take the time to think right? To really just objectively look at something and wait for creativity to come to them to, to solve a problem. They just hammer it away because everything, when all you got is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? But um, yeah, let's extend on that thought. All problems can be solved the who or what. Well, this, this is the interesting thing is that most times when you have an entrepreneur who's standing in his own way and doing too much work, they don't have the ability to ask those questions yeah. um, because they're so confused by how many things are going on. So it's paring down all of the things to a few of the things or one of the things and work on them one by one and prioritize that list. The other thing is, is that entrepreneurs in general, and you've heard me talk about this many times before, are extraordinarily ambitious. And the first stage of ambition is procrastination. And that means that we are always more ambitious than our, currently, our current capabilities. And when we're working, trying to work above our capabilities and answer the what question, how do you, how do you answer it if, if they are beyond your capabilities? So it's important to realize when to ask what and when to ask who. And if your capabilities are short of your ambition, the question is who, not what. Well said. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think it's, it's tough for people to realize that they need help, right? Especially an entrepreneur who's, you know, built something. And uh, it's, it's easy for someone outside you know, i.e. a coach or a mentor, a good friend, colleague, to see things that we can't see. And uh, that's, that's a critical point too. Sometimes you just need someone else's perspective. And that's part of the, you know, taking the time to step back is, is getting perspective from different people and advice. And um, 
an input too. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm sure that you could think about um, great collaborations that have gone on in business between two companies um, or two brands or two executives. Um, and really what they're doing is they've realized that something is beyond their corporate or brand capabilities, but they want to be in a new market and they want to extend what they do to new, uh, to a new customer base. And they ask who can help us do that? Um, you know, like Apple got into the music business um, and they built a platform and then they wanted to get into the hardware space. So they collaborated with Beats and ultimately bought Beats out, but that extended them immediately into that space. It got them credibility. And that, that's, a, that's a who, not how, or, or it's a who, not what, however you want to look at it. You can do that in your business, and it's not about asking for help. It's about shoring up your capabilities with the use of collaborating with someone else. And usually those collaborations result in 10 times the power of just you or they alone. Yeah. So it's, it's, we've talked about who, right? In that equation, when you, you focus on what is important now, and then most of the time that thing can be solved by a who or a what. And we talked about the who, what about the what? What are some yeah. examples of the what? Well, the what are, are the things that are in your current capability set? Something that you don't have to go looking for who to help that are literally within your current set. Things that you can knock off on a, on a, on a list really quickly. Um, so, for instance, what we did with that, com with that client with regards to reorganizing their operations. They, they knew exactly what needed to be done. It wasn't difficult, but it was important. So what do we need to do? We need to reorganize. We need to pay people as employees. We need to have new jobs, roles, responsibilities. It all needs to be written. All the job offers have to be completed. Lawyers have to be consulted. Those are all the what's. Very tactical. So think what being tactical, who being strategic. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, when I, when I think of what the first concept that my mind drifts to is software solutions or, you know, something along those lines, right? Like a, a tangible good or product or, you know, software solution or whatever it may be. That's what I, that's why my thing too. It doesn't naturally, but it makes sense what you're saying that, you know, maybe it's a, it's a standing operating procedure. Maybe it's a, a reorg. Maybe it's, yeah, it could be a million things. And uh, I think that's a critical point is to realize what are the what's that you have available. And uh, most of the time, if it's a who, it's something you may have to search for, someone you may have in your immediate network, but um, really understanding what are the, the specific skill sets that you need to complement what you're doing to get the job done. Yeah. I mean, a, a great, what could be in this context, Eric, um, what do I need to do 
to make better use of my time. Hmm. That doesn't mean adding more things. It means reducing the amount of things that you are doing and realizing what you do well. Constricting how much time you make available for those things. So if you've made a promise to be home to your significant other by five o'clock, be home by five o'clock. Put everything aside. If you've made a commitment to yourself to only work four days a week, stop at, the, at, at that time. I promise you, if you can pull together that system, you will only work on things that are important. You will have more time to rejuvenate and be creative, to find those, those strategic partnerships, strategic activities to make the business go forward. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I want to wrap this up. I want to ask you this question. Because mm-hmm. when I read this book, it was so influential. I, I mentioned it in the beginning of the show. Um, the four-hour work week. Is there such a thing? Could be. Could be. Yeah, I mean, if, if that's the time that you are willing to allot to what it is you're doing, Sure. Uh, you, you will only work on the most important things at that point. Right. Um, I, I, you know, at, at some point I had mine down to three and a half days a week and it's grown a little bit. Um, and that's just, you know, me allowing it to happen. But my sweet spot is three and a half days a week. I get so much more done because I have 50% of my time to rejuvenate and, I'm getting old and I need that time. Um, it, it's, it, it makes such a massive difference. I, I can't stress it enough that you've got to find that, you know, sweet spot for you as far as how much time you're willing to allot. Um, and, and not waiting for holidays to rejuvenate yourself. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, I think, uh, I think we're giving people a lot I don't think, I know we've given people a lot to think about today, Ken. So <laughs> I'm going I'm to let that marinate in people's heads for a little while as, you know, um, are, you, are you stuck in a hustle and grind? Eh? What's the minimal effective dose of work that will get the job done for the desired result? Um, what is important now? And then of that, thing or things that are important, can it be solved with a who or a what? I think that train of logic can take people a really long way. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Any, uh, any final thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I'll just concur with you. I think that if, if people understand what it is we just said and how to employ it, I urge you to try to put that, you know, th- those thoughts into how you run your business um and i mean obviously if if you have questions or want to know how to make that happen um you know find us and and we'll help um but you know it it's not perfect um there's some people out there that you know love the hustle and grind that's just you know just not going to be me um, and I'll tell you that the folks that I've met over my years, um, that, that have had great success, 
I haven't met one that's in the hustle and grind. Most of the people I meet are in the same energy flow as you and I, which is they understand what's important now. They understand the, the who and the what. Um, and they're not willing to sacrifice the other parts of their life just to run a business. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ken, thanks for the, uh, the great conversation. Thanks for taking the time to tackle this concept that's been in my mind forever. And uh, it was a lot of fun, man. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll catch people next time. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Andruco. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate you, buddy. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Eric Malzone. Don't leave yet. I have a few more requests for you. So if you got value out of this podcast, I ask you to do a few things. Number one, go to wherever you're listening, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and go ahead and subscribe to the show. Number two, while you're there, if you feel that we earned it, please leave us a nice review. Number three, share it. Whether it be social media, email, texting, whatever it may be. I'm sure you know somebody who would get value out of this episode just like you did. So please go ahead and share it. And that's how we get the word out. So it's really valuable and super appreciative. It only takes a minute of your time. Next, if you know of somebody, including yourself, who would be a great guest for the show, please head on over to level5mentors.com, L-E-V-E-L, the number five, mentors.com. Get in touch with me. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, Make an introduction. Whatever it may be, you can also get me directly in my email, which is eric, E-R-I-C, at level5mentors.com. Lastly, if you just want to chat, you want to find out more, if you want to expand on some ideas, I love hearing from the audience. So go ahead and hit me up on social media. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. You also have my email already. So I love to hear from you. I'm always looking for ways to improve the show, and I'm always looking to have great conversations. So don't hesitate to reach out. And once again, thank you for listening to the Black Diamond Podcast, and you can expect a lot more from us.